Welcome to CrossFit Versus Pregnancy, the podcast for the first time or new fit mum who's looking for reassurance and guidance about training throughout their pregnancy. I'm Misha, a coach who went from competitive bodybuilder to crossfitter to expecting first time mum all in 18 months. Having searched through what feels like the entire web for do's and don'ts, I realised that the best way I could prepare for a CrossFit baby would be to speak to those with first-hand experience and share mine week by week. From coaches to athletes, new mums to veteran parents, you can follow my CrossFit pregnancy journey as well as learn from those who have successfully lived through it. Welcome back guys. I don't know what episode we're on, somewhere in the 20s. I know I should probably check that before I start recording, but um, I'm using the excuse that I'm about due in a few days to have a baby that I don't have that information. But uh, I am joined today by uh, a lovely lady of my fitness history, I guess we could say. We definitely competed with each other many, many moons ago. Um, so without further ado, I'm just going to really give you a very brief introduction into who she is and then we're going to get stuck into some topics that I think many of you being extreme athletes, whether that's professional or amateur, have encountered for yourself or for other women at some point in your journeys. I think it's so important for us to talk about. So. To tell you a little bit more about our guest, she's 29 and the co-owner of Body by JR, which offers online coaching and training in their gym and online. During her competitive fitness journey of bodybuilding, she lost her periods, but really wanted to have children after getting married to Ray, her partner of 10 years. She went on her amenorrhea, I always worry that I'm going to say that wrong, um, recovery, and also had two miscarriages, which is super sad, but unfortunately, as we know from previous episodes, it's really common. But great news is she now has two beautiful children, Melia, who's three, and Jude, who is 10 months. So let me welcome, I'm not going to say anymore, Jordan Bath. Hi, Jordan. Hello. Thank you for having me. That was a nice little intro. It made me a, made me a little bit emotional when you were talking about that. So yeah, thank you. It's such a pleasure to have you, like I say, I think, I was trying to think earlier about how long ago it was that we actually first met, and um, looking at your sort of biography that you almost uh, laid laid down a little timeline for me, which was really helpful, um, you said you first competed in 2014, so I I assume it was around that time that we first met, which is... Can you believe that that is nine years yeah. ago? Yeah, it's that mental, is isn't it? Yeah, unbelievable. But yeah, um, so yeah, I guess to start with, to 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 fill everyone in on on that sort of part of your fitness industry experience. Do you think that's where things really began for you um, in the fitness industry? Yeah, definitely. I think from like going back before then, like in my teenage years, I I struggled with weight. I was a typical, um, you know, they they call it like puppy fat stage where you go through your your teenage years. But I generally, although I was a, a good competitive swimmer, my eating habits weren't that great at all. Um, and as I was going through my teenage years, I did battle with weight. I was overweight from the age of ten to about fifteen. Um, and 
my mum love her to absolute bits but she doesn't have the best relationship with food and I think when you become a mum yourself you start becoming aware of comments that you you can't say in case it comes across the wrong way etc but obviously as a child it was just something that I was used to um and my relationship with food wasn't that great and I did go down having um, an eating disorder from my teenage years of not eating much throughout the day I would collapse on poolside where I was competitively training and I would survive off of like an apple lettuce um, but be training like 20-30 hours a week at the pool but at the age of 15 I lost quite a lot of weight I went on holiday as a school trip and people like friends and peers were saying wow you've done amazing and obviously as a 15 year old you're thinking oh wow like that's a good compliment um and so I was kind of I was very lost in that sense but didn't have anyone to speak to because well then you didn't really it wasn't common in them days you didn't have like social media to talk to with people etc um and then when I I knew I wanted had a really passionate sense of wanted to go into sport and my period actually started when I was 14 almost 15 but I think I only had probably one or two cycles because then obviously I lost a lot of weight and then I went on the contraceptive pill and I was taking the pill but not actually having periods properly so but at the time I didn't clock on anything but obviously the uh, amnuria sort of started from there really um and then when I decided that I did want to go down the sport route I went to uni to do sports and exercise science but I stayed at home and I had a job at David Lloyd at the time and I was teaching classes and um, I met Ray at the gym and he noticed that my relationship with food wasn't that great and I suppose when we entered the competition to do it together it was my way of masking my troubles but sort of convincing myself that I had to do it properly at the same time because I had something to focus on but as you know it that's it makes it if anything it makes your relationship with food probably worse because it's you're you're so controlled with what you're eating missing social events etc um so yeah that's where it kind of started so although it sort of saved me from what I was battling that's why I went into that because it was it was something for me to focus on to almost mask what I was battling but still I suppose fight to to try and be in shape that I'd never actually been in because then when I did compete I had almost this self this feeling of worth because people were like oh my god you look amazing whereas in school no one was really bothered what I looked like because I was always known as being like the overweight person you know um so yeah that's where it started in the in the competitive days um and then obviously I did 2014 2015 2016 and then we got married in 2017 and we almost did a prep for that really as well because it's all we knew um so yeah it was four 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 years back to back of like severe dieting um you know as soon as you do a show you go on like a massive binge because you haven't had cookies and everything else for so long um and then you start your prep again which is an extreme diet for three to four months of the year to get in extreme shape to do the next one so uh, and I never had periods throughout that time um and then when we got married in 2017 we obviously spoke about having children and I was like I don't actually have periods do I (laughs) so um that was where the sort of the health kick and the wake-up call actually began it's a long time, um, sort of being 15, right up until... So how old were you in 2017 when you got married? 
nearly 24, so I was 23, nearly 24, yeah. And it's like nearly 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Your body being in that state where it's not working how it should do, essentially. And it was because of um, your choices, your lifestyle choices around food and, and training and everything like that. And And so just to give everyone a little bit more specific background. So Jordan and I first met doing competitive bodybuilding. So the, um, as I'm sure most of you are aware, in order to get to that point on stage, um, whether it be a bikini competition or a male bodybuilding competition, there is a lot of boxes to tick. And most of them require um, being in a massive deficit when it comes to calories and um, an in- a real intensity and high frequency of training. Mm. And... Um, Something that I was reading about yesterday um, in anticipation of talking to Jordan today um, around that loss of periods, which is called um, amenorrhea. And a lot of women in the fitness industry that compete um, in bodybuilding lose their periods. And it's mostly because of um, that leanness that they push their body to. And it's also really common in other sports that involve being um aesthetically very lean um such as long distance running or ballet and um as we all know on this podcast i'm someone that wants fact i want to look at um the studies that have been done and i want to understand what that means um rather than just opinion or hearsay i think they're important but you know the the fact is really important. So mm. something that I pulled from a study I was reading, um, just to give us a little bit of context on this. So in women who participate in sports that emphasize aesthetics or leanness, um, anorexia can be as high as 69% in women compared to two to 5% in the general population. So that's in any kind of competitive sport where a woman needs to be um, as part of kind of the prerequisite, mm. prerequisite, that lean. So obviously in bodybuilding, which is all related to aesthetic, it's pretty inevitable that you're going to get that lean. But there are plenty of other sports that require a particular aesthetic to be able to participate successfully or competitively. I think you'll agree, Jordan, there's plenty yeah. out there. Um, so this kind of process of losing your periods is something that um a lot of women and i know i've been there um a few times in various preps i've done over the years where i lose my periods and at the time without much i suppose um knowledge or care care yeah that Mm. i actually thought it was a win um yeah great i don't have to think about my periods this is great and and actually yeah. i think various coaches in my past also probably said that's great that means you're really lean lean yeah and i think it also comes down to at the time because you're you're essentially so selfish because that's what this, this you've got to be haven't you for the sport because you've got to really focus on just being all in yeah. and at the time you don't care that you're not having them because you're not thinking about your future you're not thinking about like the damage that it's going to do you're just so focused on being the best and the leanest that you can be at that time and I think especially from like your experience as well you'll probably agree that when you are coached by a male they they don't necessarily care anyway because they don't go through them problems themselves so 
it's it's kind of like like you say it's a it's a topic that doesn't really get spoken about it almost is seen as a whim because it means you are super lean Mm -hmm. and at the time you don't care which obviously is sad um but hence why we're obviously both here today because we're able to speak about our experiences and hopefully help other people yeah i really agree and what and another side of that as well is some women don't care because they don't really ever want to have children or they think they don't ever want to Mm. in that moment which i think is really sad and there's so many other things that we could relate this sort of competitive journey to in relation to you know taking performance enhancing drugs to aid you to get there which also has will have an Mm -hmm. impact you know and you know that's that's a total different topic for a different Mm. day but all of these things that in that moment because you are so determined just become something that just doesn't matter and you don't think about consequence no and even so you don't I, I actually had a client that hasn't competed but she's got very obsessive before and it was like well I don't want children but it's not just about not having children or not wanting them it's everything and more that not having a period can do like for example your hair loss your bone density your energy levels sleeping like but like you say at that time you don't actually think about all them things do you so you just sort of go well I don't care so especially being in in those sort of early teens and late 20s Mm, we feel pretty pretty unstoppable at that time you know we're 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 much more capable I mean now I'm I'm 35 I I I know that my I felt my body kind of fight a little bit more against me as I've hit into my 30s and Mm -hmm. certainly prep was a totally different experience and all of that so I think it's things that you don't think of when you're in your 20s you feel (laughs) you feel pretty um yeah you feel just unstoppable like you you can kind of survive on not sleeping and yeah um, you don't have responsibilities yeah exactly all of those things so okay let's let's go back to that very point where you got married you'd spoken about having children and you Mm -hmm. shit I've actually got to do something about this now so so where did that journey start for you to to get your periods back uh, so we went on our honeymoon in the we got married in the May and we went on our honeymoon in the August and obviously we spoke about wanting children and I said like I don't have periods obviously Ray knew that as well um, and we both said to each other like let's try and obviously gain some weight back cut down on the intensity of like how much training you're doing uh, and for himself as well because he competed so we wanted to make sure that we were both in a better and healthier position um, and if nothing happens by Christmas time then we'll go and see someone in January um, nothing did happen and in the January 2018 I actually went to a private gynecologist that I got recommended to and she sat down with me and she drew out this chart done all my blood levels and it was really it was really a basic chart that she drew but it was something just clicked that you almost she drew like your insides and how the fallopian tubes and and how it flows and should work and my levels and she basically said for a 24 year old you are premenopausal like a 45 year old like your levels are so low and um I was like, whoa, okay. And the thing is, my hair was really thin. I've got really thick hair, but, like, it was thin for me. And my hair would be falling out. Um, I'd always be cold, always. um, I didn't have much energy. So all these little factors started adding up. And then once we went for some more bloods and come back, she said, you're going to need IVF. Like, you're pretty much invertile. And I I, I just literally thought, 
I can't believe that. Like, yeah. you just, you don't think, like, my mum had never sat down with me and spoke about, like, the birds and the bees chats and children. You just think you can have children, can't you? Like, you don't actually... Um, and so we was like, right, we've got to sort this out. And, I mean, fortunately, she was so she was a private gynaecologist, but every Friday she worked at the local hospital. And she said, said to me, I do a fertility clinic on Fridays. If I refer you to my fertility clinic, we can hopefully, like, try and get the ball rolling. Um, and I actually got my thyroid recognised. I got an underactive thyroid that I might have had for years. I might have triggered through competing, but... Had started that medication, but also since having that consultation in the room with her, I went home, I did my own research, um, really studied it. Like I'd never heard of the word amenorrhea before yeah. this either. Got books. Um, there's a there's a book called uh, No Period Now What, um, and it's written by an athlete. Um, and I was reading that. I joined the Facebook discussion page, and my social media as well. I used it obviously throughout our competing, and I grew a following through obviously looking in stage condition but then I as soon as I hit that point my message changed I was like right I've got to go on my recovery journey Mm -hmm. um and still to this day I get messages from people I've followed you for years um you've really helped me I haven't got my periods well right it's so so common and for people that don't even compete like a general female day-to-day that might under eat doesn't look after herself doesn't have enough fats etc so it's a really really hot topic for females and you don't have to be underweight you don't have to be overweight it's just general people don't realize do they um so anyway did my own research and then they call it like going all in and I went four months all in which was eating um, around 2,000 calories a day bearing in mind obviously you know what prep's like like really low like 1,000, 1,200 calories um, getting a good amount of fat in from healthy fat sources so around 50, 60 grams a day and I really reduced my training um, to just three times a week just sort of ticking over doing some weights a little bit of cardio but nothing too extreme and I actually put on two stone from the January to the uh, April time, mm-hmm. which in hindsight you think, well, two stone, but obviously from a competition lean two stone up, it, it was it was horrible in my head because especially as a, a personal trainer mm-hmm. with a fitness brand, people come to me to more often than not lose weight and feel good about themselves, whereas I was a trainer that was actually trying to gain weight to yeah. be healthy, you know, and I was thinking, why are people... Why do people want to come to me if I'm gaining weight and blah blah blah? Um, so it was a whole, it was probably one of the hardest transformations I've done because I had to accept that my small clothes weren't going to fit me anymore and blah blah. blah. Um, so I had my first cycle in the April, um, and then I think it was about 60, 59, 60 days, and I had another one. And they that they, they do say, and I recommend once you have that first cycle, you haven't recovered you've got to have a good like three to four cycles and it was about another 60 days and then I had another one and I actually fell pregnant in the August and I was like wow I've done like eight months all in and I've fallen pregnant um so which was like complete shock to us and then I went for an early scan about eight weeks and that was all fine and then I went to my 12 week scan 
and that's when we found out there was no heartbeat it was just it was awful um i remember sitting in the room and, and she said i'm sorry but there's no heartbeat but i had a missed miscarriage so my body still thought i was pregnant but obviously the baby wasn't growing anymore so i must have lost the baby between like eight and twelve weeks um obviously it was like so heartbreaking was in a really dark place and all you think about is is it because i've done exercise is it because i've banished my body for all these years like you just blame yourself and again i didn't realize how common miscarriages were i sat in a room and i was probably with i reckon eight to twelve girls in this room and we all had had like we're waiting for the next part and it's one in four miscarriage and I, I just yep. I felt so like never even heard of it before um but I had to go for the DNC which is the operation to remove literally everything inside um but I truly believe that that kind of reset me because the gynecologist said as well my lining was so thin through just not working properly for all them years and obviously they without being graphic they scrape like the lining out and almost like reset your your insides and from that moment so that the operation was in the november i had my first cycle in the december so a month later which was obviously like a really heavy first bleed but from that moment i had 28 day cycles which was mad. I've never had 28-day cycles since I was, like, 14, 15. Um, but obviously, I kept the weight on. I kept up my eating habits. And then I fell pregnant again in the March. Um, so, obviously, like, my body had been, like, reset. But bearing in mind, that was, like, 15 months of really trying to yeah. look after me. Um, and then when I found out I was pregnant in the March, I because of what I'd gone through... I really took a back step with exercise. I still exercise, but, like, I've got clients that run and do burpees 20 weeks pregnant. I know you've been doing a lot as well. But I was just so fearful of losing a baby. So I got back into my swimming. I was doing that a couple of times a week, which is amazing. It makes you feel so light, especially as you get heavier. Um, And I walked every day, and I just did... Um, once a week I did like circuit but really lightweights and just sort of moved my body um, up to 20 weeks and then 20 weeks I introduced like a little bit more weighted exercises but mainly my exercise through uh, that first pregnancy with Melia was swimming and walking um, and something just clicked it was just I I almost needed and sometimes I don't like saying this because I know some people can't have children or they don't want children but that journey of me losing a baby to falling again changed my head with food with training with it becomes you've got to look after you for health it's all good being like the leanest and the fittest and rah 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 but you're not healthy if if your body's not working are you so um yeah so I, I kind of did my own research with it obviously I didn't have to go down the IVF I felt pregnant naturally um and I used my social media as a point of like a blog because I I I felt like I needed to write to myself and talk out there and and that's again I changed my audience there as well a little bit but the amount of people that go oh my god you've really helped me do this and rah 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 it's um like I've had a lot of clients that have 
not had periods yeah. gained them through following me and then fallen pregnant which is amazing um mm-hmm. so yeah it kind of went from there really nice. and now like ever since having the children my periods are more regular than ever but I really had to use that time to work on me to get there and people like you say they become too selfish to do that don't they absolutely I think what's what's so amazing about everything that you've said is how you've come out of this um you're looking at your body your health the process of being fit and healthy as a huge turning point for you your body your family you know what you've what you've got now which is your two gorgeous children but I think something that really sort of again hit hit when it came to what you said about women contacting you saying oh I'm going through the same thing you've really helped me following you to help speak out and get some help another fact or um, statistic that I read yesterday in my research was that say 69% um, can be um, women that get amnuria when they are competitive with sport over there's they're saying around 22 percent of those people don't actually report it so that 69 percent is something that is Mm. totally predicted um it's Mm. a fact it's just based around assumption and so if 22 percent of those women that's you know nearly a third of those are not expressing what they're going through that must be because of embarrassment lack of knowledge massive one like you've said you know we don't massively yeah um Mm. but like you said as well even if women don't want to have children there is so much more to this yeah if we're looking at perhaps a, a different type of athlete now compared to what we used to do more of a um someone that needs to be fit they need to be strong they need to be healthy in order to be successful in their sport I think something that women don't realise is is how important our hormones are for that um, process of being yeah. successful. And I know from mm. what it sounds for you and, and my process of my job, one of the, if not the most fundamental um, journey that I can go on with a client is understanding their hormonal cycle, what that looks like for them and what is healthy for them um, in order to Mm. maximise their result, whatever that result might be, whether it be performance or aesthetic or whatever. And so what, what blows my mind still to this day, I could be working with women who are in their 40s, who have never tracked their cycle, who have never mm. thought about the, um, you know, that, that being just the basic side of it, but have never thought about the importance of a hormonal cycle for their health, for their results, yeah. you know, all of those things. And, and to have experienced that in such an extreme way and having to try and essentially reset yourself um it's it's truly remarkable that you managed to do it I mean in such a short space of time and I know and I know I mean I can't talk from personal experience and I can only talk from, um, from what I've spoken to other women you know going through a miscarriage for anyone is is awful and it's not an experience that anyone really wants to go through of course they don't but what that did prove is that your body was capable of getting pregnant right and that must have been given you some hope to think that I don't need IVF and and I've managed to do this so really 15 months from going from sort of 10 years of your body Mm. not being 
in a really healthy uh, cyclic place to then being able to get pregnant and have your first child is is pretty amazing if you think about what you've pushed your body to and uh, I mean that must be pretty special to look back on yeah no definitely and I, I get really passionate about helping like you've said as well about women with it like because I speak to different women every single day and like I I always have like a little I call it a period party when someone comes on I'm like yeah and I get all excited and whenever someone talks to me about their cycles they're like oh sorry too much information I'm like no I need to know this information like I'm a pro when it comes to all of this and I get excited for them and they might think why but it's because of of everything that I've been through as well and like you say a lot of people have a lack of knowledge and don't realize how important the hormones are um and like people don't realize how important the cycles are either and like whenever I check clients in and I say like what part of your cycle are you at and obviously like nine times out of ten you'll normally gain weight or stay the same when you're due on but a lot of people just focus on the scale weight more and like why have I gained this week I'm like hello you're in a big like hormone surge rah rah um but also as well to the point where women like to them going like 40 day cycle is like normal to them and then they might have like a day or two bleed and then have a long cycle again and it's like hang on a minute and then once they do start eating well and looking after themselves little things like yeah it's great to lose x amount or what or achieve that goal but then when they go do you know what my periods are now more regular i sleep better my skin's clear like all these little things and that's what when you are in that competitive self or when you are 19 20 and you don't care about them things you don't realize the importance of it do you and I think especially as well a lot of people just go on contraception because it's easier for them to not have periods and but they don't again realize the the flip side of coming off of that and sort of re almost starting your cycles naturally again do you so um but I I must emphasize though like then 15 months I did go like all in is in such like my head just completely switched I was like I've got to do this properly now because a lot of people get scared of of gaining weight if you are underweight it's horrible and they're like oh maybe I'll just do go half in but part of that book that I was reading they always refer you can't be half in you've got to go all in because you've got to really recover properly you can't just sort of step and then come back again because it's your body it's so important isn't it so let's let's take that what you were just saying and and I know because I speak to a lot of athletes that work you know work towards performance-based goals that aesthetically look a certain way or or need to be a certain weight or not necessarily a certain weight but need to hold a certain body composition in order to be successful whether that be in Mm. strength or endurance or whatever you know there is this kind of line that if you step over it is going to cause a change in your performance so aesthetic is an an, a part of performance and i get that um but still recognizing that women are going to go through a change if they want to have children and becoming accepting of that and when you have a, a history of like we do Um, what you know living in a sport that is being judged about how you look and how lean you are to be able to adapt to that it sounds like your process of um you know becoming healthier and and, and making sure that your body is in a really good place to be able to have children was really helpful for you to be able to accept those changes but let's think about more specifically about that aesthetic so you say it was a struggle that transformation of 
gaining weight, which I completely appreciate. So let's talk about the transition of being pregnant um, and seeing your body change. And then and then how did you feel postpartum and, and and, you know, getting back to what was a new normal for you as well, seeing your body changing? How did you cope with that? Do you know, I really enjoyed pregnancy. Um, I think because I had lost a baby, I appreciated my body even more so um I was very fortunate that I didn't suffer with much sickness at all I had the odd couple of days but generally I had a a good pregnancy um I put that down to keeping the body moving through like swimming walking um and working like we so we I fell pregnant with Melia and the day we found out we got the keys of opening up body by jr gym um so ray was like oh Great. god because it was yeah yeah brilliant um obviously he was really happy but at the same time it was like oh my god we've got to like make this work now yeah. um but in hindsight it kept me so busy because we were like doing the gym up we was working i worked full time like all the way up to drop in so i was able to keep my head busy whilst keeping my body moving um and i think that massively helps if you can really keep moving rather than i think if you sit down all day long you almost think about it more don't you like i feel sick okay i feel really sick all right like whereas if you keep yourself going um so i I generally enjoyed pregnancy obviously i gained um, another two and a bit stone in pregnancy um so when i had melia when I fell pregnant with Melia, I was already like two stone up from where I sort of finished my competition days. And then I gained another two stone. So it was a big transformation for me. Um, and then when I had her, my goal was just to get back to the two stone where I started. And in my head, I thought I can't, I think I just sort of said to myself, I just accept now I'm just going to be like a slightly curvy woman. Um, I can't train too intensely. I'm just going to be healthy, do what I can. Because I thought if I went back to doing anything too intense and body fat was lower or I was less than like 10 stone my periods wouldn't happen so I was like I know I've got to keep around that like 10 stone and above mark um but we went into lockdown when she was three months old and so obviously our gym had to close and we started doing the home workouts um which we launched body by JRTV and which was a complete silver lining because I would never have I, you would probably say the same if someone said do a home workout you're like what no, I'll go to the gym like you would never even thought of doing a home workout but it was my postpartum journey with Melia it was there to save our brand um and we just did 30 minutes home workouts like four or five times a week and I was jumping around and I was just doing half an hour which to me I would never have said half an hour like I would have gone to the gym for an hour 90 minutes but that was a complete game changer as well um I got in the best shape I was eating like still like 2,000 calories a day and my body just almost had a switch I was like I'm the lightest I actually lost more weight than I like I was lighter postpartum doing the home workouts then when I fell pregnant with Melia obviously like throughout the next nine months to 12 months of her life um but my body got in the best shape 
I was eating more than ever. I had regular cycles all through doing the home workouts and just looking after me, which I never thought I would be able to do. Um, and again, that, that was a big turning point. And then um, I fell pregnant with Jude. Um, but I had I had a miscarriage in between then as well. And I, at the time, again, I was like, you know, I, I accepted the second miscarriage better than the first because I knew what to expect. But I also thought, you know what, I've got one baby already, so I feel blessed to have another. Like, Mm -hmm. if I have two, I have two, but I might just just be able to have one. Maybe it's my body. Um, But then I fell... So when's I... I think I fell pregnant again around the April time, so media was 18 months or so. Um, And then I probably about the August September time I think I fell again and then had Jude in the March um but then I fell and I think again it was just my body maybe saying I don't know I believe a bit in fate like now's not the right time I don't know but again I just felt in a really much more settled place but again really important to keep health um and then when I fell pregnant with him, I carried on doing the home workouts three times a week, but just dropped to like low intensity rather than um, high. Um, and I did all of them up to 38 weeks pregnant. Um, again, had a really good pregnancy. I really enjoyed being pregnant with him. Oh, like funny. I accepted that body change. Um, and then again, I'm nine, 10 months postpartum now and I've still I've got even more regular cycles now they were 28 days and sometimes they're like 24 25 um and I'm like the fittest and healthiest I've been by doing that but I truly believe I've got to this point because of the work I did before you know Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's been a big big mindset shift with your relationship with food and, and training because back in the competition days as well when I was younger I did have quite a bad relationship with almost like binging. I'd restrict myself so much and then at the weekend go completely crazy on sugars because I'd not had them. Whereas now, like, if I want something, I'll have it. I can just have one rather than the whole pack. We're able to really have downtime at the weekend. But I've had to work on that myself, had to want to change. And I think when you do have children, you're the role model to them. And especially because I've got a daughter, I would hate for her to pick up on any of of them demons. Um, So I'll do my best to to obviously protect her from that. But I think you've got to accept you as a a person and your body. And pregnancy, some people don't enjoy it. I completely accept that. Like I've got clients and women that talk to me and they hate, I've got a friend at the moment, she hates being pregnant. But you've got to I think that comes down to accepting you doesn't it and yeah. and being a sort of content with your own self um and like you say training with purpose rather than fixated on a certain Absolutely. like if you if you'd asked me a couple of years ago like you're you're going to be in this shape and that size where I'd been like no I don't think I can but I've just naturally just let my body go with it and responded to it. And still to this day, when when I am due on my cycle, I will really be con- conscious of increasing my fat intake. Not that I have a low fat intake each day, but I'll just get more in just because I'm like, right, well, I don't want to lose a cycle. I want to almost protect the healthy fats around that time. Um, and it's hard when you become a mum. Like, you'll, you'll see it soon. Like, sleep deprivation is the hardest thing. And people go to me, how do you do it? But I think when you do look after yourself, you eat enough, you eat well, your hormones are there. You just get up and do it, don't you? you just like, right, 
carry on, let's go, but it's because I look after me. Whereas I speak to a lot of women that deprive themselves, they under-eat, they don't look after themselves, so their energy is going to be a lot lower. Um, and it's a vicious circle, isn't it? Absolutely. I think so much of what you've just said is relevant to any person, any mum who perhaps it's their first pregnancy, perhaps they're having trouble getting pregnant. There is so much more to um, getting pregnant, being pregnant, postpartum, than just what we're told by our midwives, um, especially mm. if we have um, a history of competitive sport in any in any sense, in any kind of um, what, whatever that sport looks like. And I think for hopefully the people that you know, are listening to this, follow you, follow me, um, do care about their health and perhaps there are things that people are overlooking and um, like a loss of period people don't think as being relevant to their hormone cycle like you say hair falling out energy um all of those things as well um so i'm i'm hoping that you know hearing like your story and thank you for so so much for being so open about everything because i think it's really helpful for other women to appreciate that one, it's definitely not. They're definitely not alone, and other people go through it. But to to understand that perhaps, oh, maybe I'm doing that wrong. Maybe I'm not yeah. looking after myself as well as I thought. Um, I couldn't agree more. And and actually, something that following your journey, Jordan, that I've seen as well is that you. And correct me if I'm wrong. I'm making a massive assumption here, but apart from the fact that you have two children that you desperately wanted, successful business, and all of those things. You seem to be really happy and content. No, definitely. But <clears throat> I think that comes down to as well, looking after yourself all over, doesn't it? And um, d- generally I am. And I think, like, you'll agree, when a big thing that I probably missed out as well during recovery is when we was competing, you follow everyone in that industry. Mm-hmm. Um and for me to recover, I had to unfollow everyone in competitive fitness because I was still looking at these people, like comparing myself to them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was looking at these people, and like as you know through like photo shoots, etc. People will post their best yep. shots from the shoot they've done, or if they've had like ten images, they'll drip feed them throughout the next couple of months. And during my recovery. I was looking at these people like, well, why are they all right to still do it? Why is it me? Like, why is it happening to them? But obviously they're not going to tell you. And and for me to make that transition, I had to unfollow a lot of people. And still to this day, I think the reason why, like, I'm blessed you for noticing, I generally am, I'm a very, like, positive person. I'm very happy. And every day I, I feel calm and at ease. Of course, obviously, you're going to have like lower moments and it's stressful running a business etc but it's really important to really work on you and know that it's okay to say no and not be friends with certain people it's okay to unfollow certain people like I read books um I listen to podcasts it's nice like obviously reaching out to someone like yourself and talking to these like-minded people that will support you with it but you've got to protect yourself to do that haven't you like so many I used to be such a people pleaser and worry about everyone else first of which obviously it's still okay to have them traits with but like when you go on a journey of like recovery or 
you want to get better mentally or work on you physically you've really got to look at that that circle around you and it's like I juggle a lot like being a mum businesses like the house etc but like you've still got to have your time um yeah and that's that's where the exercise comes in massively for me as well like I loved swimming when I was pregnant because that was half an hour of no my phone not going off and me not working like just being in the water and no one needed me um and that was my time to to really work on me and and, and pregnancy and postpartum it, it is hard to accept and a lot of women they fall pregnant have a baby and then they expect to just like lose the weight and they become really harsh with body image but I always remind people that you, your body's pregnant for nine months. Like, you've got to expect at least nine months of your body trying to recover from that. Um, like, everything's stretched, everything's got bigger, everything's got to come back. And it's going to take a good three months for your body to start recognizing that you've had the baby ligaments to come back in hips to get a little bit smaller but you're still going to have like I call it a bouncy castle belly because you've just had a baby and a lot of people get really impatient with that don't they um so like you've got to be patient with working on you and building that up again and it's, it's hard especially with someone like yourself and me who have been used to feeling strong and feeling fit when once you've had the baby you're not going to spring back straight away you've got to I know I always, always emphasize don't compare yourself to where you was before this is almost like a new chapter and a new journey and and, and working on on you with that and obviously commitment changes as well like I, I would I mean my I love all the functional training now as well and doing half an hour 40 minutes around the kids works a dream because I'm in and I'm out and time is restricted but like compared to where we used to train and do like 90 minutes like I don't have 90 minutes no. to drive to a gym to train and then come back like being a mum you don't have that time so you've got to be realistic and accept a new routine but then do the best that you can in that routine and I think once you accept all these things and the changes your your head's clearer to accept other things isn't it I think what you say as well it's so important that what you're saying is you don't stop doing these things you just adapt to a change yeah and what's important is that you're not losing yourself and this is a conversation that I've had with so many people and I've seen um, new mums kind of lose themselves because they feel Mm. like their whole life now revolves around and I get it I'm not saying that a new baby isn't a priority but what's important for you to survive this successfully this completely new part of your life bringing up a baby you know having that responsibility is that you don't lose yourself and that you still Mm. prioritize time for yourself you still prioritize clearly what matters to a lot of these women which is whether it be getting back to where they were performance wise getting back to where they were aesthetically perhaps improving upon those things you've still got to give yourself that time in order to be the best version of that mum that you want to be and and losing yourself isn't going to help that and I think that's something that Mm. I'm really aspiring to um 
in my post-pregnancy is that rehabilitation process is something that I'm excited about it's a completely new journey like you say I'm not yeah that it is a comparative to anything I've done before I'm looking at it as an opportunity to rehabilitate my body in a way that I've never done in my life to potentially mm-hmm. put my put my body somewhere that it's never been before which is super exciting but that's not going to come with just me um, allowing this new little being completely to take over who I am as a person do you do you think that that's also something that you see and I know it's something that I see in clients where they put they prioritize their family they prioritize their children their husband you know their work all of these things and they forget about themselves they lose themselves they lose who they are 100% 100% yeah and and it's it's really hard because like nine times out of ten like my target audience I I work with a lot of mums and they go I don't have time to exercise I don't have time to do this and like I get it I get that your time is very limited and you've got to have good support around you like I'm fortunate that me and Ray work together and he is there a lot of the time um however it's it's valuing your time and it's prioritizing it's seeing health as something that you value just like cleaning your teeth every day it's not putting it at the end of the to-do list and if it if it might mean getting up a little bit earlier before your child wakes or first thing you do when you wake up is putting on your stuff like your active wear and when your baby naps that is your window to do a workout and then I'll get mums go but I've got to clean the house and at the end of the day your to-do list is always going to be there like cleaning the house is something that we have to do all the time but for you I truly believe like for you to be uh, a more positive mum a a more positive wife or partner and better in your headspace is working on you because otherwise you pull yourself apart if you're if you're rushing around after everyone else but you're mentally beating yourself up inside you're going to come across more negative more angry more short-tempered like because you're battling yourself aren't you and it's like yesterday morning I went out for a run at like 7am it was still dark it was ice it was cold but I knew that Ray had to leave the house at 8 to go to work and at 7 o'clock I like sorted both kids out they were both dressed they were both fed but that seven o'clock I could have just thought you know what it's cold I'll stay inside Mm -hmm. but that was my window to work on me and for half an hour I went running and I didn't have anyone going to me mum or can I do this or whatever it was just me just running and that half an hour I come back so much happier I knew I did my time and then once I went through that front door I was mum wife and coach again I was like right everyone pull at me now because I've had my time um because it and, and it doesn't have to be something you do every single day like right. I say to I say to mums like even if you book in your diary just like you would for a hair and a now appointment that they still have to book in just even if it's three times a week for half an hour and I'm not asking you to run or jump around even if it's just going for a walk just having that headspace isn't it um and a lot of a lot of mums as well they fall into the trap of not eating work right because obviously they're cooking for everyone else they'll skip breakfast or they won't have lunch properly they'll just end up picking and I say like you've got to a sandwich takes minutes to make like or make it the night before um but you get yourself in such a rut and low in energy and emotion because you're not looking after you are you exactly um Mm. so what does the future look like for you in terms of you know apart from the fact that 
you know you want to be a mum and a wife and a, a business owner what does it look like for you personally in terms of training what have you got anything that you would like to achieve have you got any goals personally well me and Ray have actually entered High Rocks which is end of April yeah um which do you know what it's um I was listening to a a podcast about um someone that did High Rocks a couple of months ago and um like when you have competed like us in before it's like it's restricting your calories low in energy yet you look your best and it's a complete different concept whereas like this is an event where you get to like eat to fuel your body train like with endurance and feel the fittest and healthiest you possibly can um so yeah obviously it's a mixture of like functional training running um and we're doing that end of april together so we're really looking forward to that and just we're we're looking forward just to having it almost like a bit of a date day and night just having our time to sort of train together um and from that yeah no it's going well like i say we're getting into our running um which i generally think is great for your head anyway like say especially as a parent just to get out headspace um we're still doing our online workouts for the the online community so i do that a couple of times a week and then i I get a strength session in so training like five to six times a week but my time is between 30 minutes and 40 minutes because as a mum that's what i dedicate to that time um and then once we've done that i suppose if we enter for another one um Ray's really competitive he's like right we're going there to to set the bar high whereas I'm a bit more like yeah I'll do that but at the same time I'll just do what I've got to do <laughs> so um but no it's been fun um we've also raised books climbing uh, Mount Snowden for our anniversary in May so it's just about using fitness but enjoying it and seeing parts of the the world to do it as well um and going from there really so yeah that's sort of what the year panned out I think a lot of people um that I know from the fitness industry you know what nine ten years ago that perhaps started Mm. on a similar journey to us that transfer their passion to performance-based sport really truly find happiness because you're not giving up on your passion which is fitness no you are transforming it into something that is super healthy and like you say it requires a fueling process comparatively to an aesthetic sport which is the complete opposite and that's exactly what I did um I wanted to do one last prep but I wanted to do it in a way that I I always aspired to which was to be healthy and strong and I used CrossFit as my only outsource for training in my prep and my food had never been higher I'd never looked and felt so good on a prep I didn't lose periods I Mm -hmm. was still hitting PRs with weeks to go it was just such a huge transformation I did it to kind of stick two fingers up at the industry to say it can be done but also for myself to prove that you know performance-based sport is is a can be a tool and Mm -hmm. um, it was it was really enlightening for me to then feel like okay I've ticked that box I've done one last bodybuilding prep um, but now, what is my body going to be capable of if I fuel it mm. um, doing a performance sport? And it's the transition is so empowering, isn't it? Um, and it makes Massively. you so 
it just makes you look back and and, and I don't ever I don't regret any of those years I think it's a no. massive learning curve like like you and it helped me change my outlook on health and fitness and, and priorities but um, now working in performance-based sport, your body is like a product. It's like a machine. <laughs> yeah, it's, what you look like is a product of your performance, and, and massively, yeah. And that is something that is so, just so amazing to think that we spend all those years working towards a certain look um, for minutes on stage, and training was the process of achieving that. Now, the way mm-hmm. your body looks is a product a byproduct of of the performance sport that you enjoy I think that's that says so much about the journey that you've come on as well and would you say that you're happy with your body now oh 100% I think it, it like the the fit the feeling of feeling fit is such a euphoric feeling like when I run and I like without sounding like blow my own trumpet and you're like I feel fit I feel fast like it's such a it's an amazing feeling considering when you was very lean you didn't have much energy at all like but now you're you're in better shape and you're fitter than ever before um and the penny just drops like that transformation of me having to gain weight falling pregnant once you've had a baby I truly believe that your body image it just changes you yeah. it's not about um looking obviously I know you want to feel confident when you go on holiday in a bikini and in your clothes when you go out but it's not about chasing that certain body shape or body weight it's I'm a mum and I want to feel fit and confident and healthy as a mum for me for my children right. and something just changes it's, it's a shift that just happens where you sort of lose all that exhaustion cycle of battling with food and it's like right now my purpose has changed um and yeah it, I, I feel I feel more confident in my body now than I ever have have done before and it's okay that like I've got a little bit of loose skin from having having children but that's okay like I've had my mum I've had children like my body's done that you know um and then that goes to show mentally as well but again that's a process that you've got to work on on yourself and by I'm following certain people and reading and and working on that and everything comes into play because it's all good getting into shape but it's accepting everything and being content isn't it up there as well um I think what you're saying as well is basically that every person has their own journey and comparison is definitely the thief of joy I know that is a very old-fashioned saying but it 100% is and whether you are a performance athlete an aesthetic based uh, you, you, you train in an aesthetic based sport comparing yourself to others um whatever they choose to do is one of the most damaging things that you can do because Mm -hmm. your pregnancy your life is you know even if you are a woman of the same age with the same hobbies with the you know you could be mimicking someone's life practically word for word but your body is still individual and that's 100 yeah um okay so last bit of advice from you Jordan what advice would you Mm -hmm. give to mums to be about training throughout their pregnancy postpartum perhaps as well before something that I don't normally ask you know pre-pregnancy what what's the kind of most important bit of advice you could give to those new mums 
So if you've obviously exercised up to falling pregnant, it's completely safe for you to continue your exercise um, because obviously your body's been used to that stress. Uh, me personally, I just went straight to low impact options because of my history of miscarriage and I just wanted to protect myself. But like I said previously, I've had clients keep running, burping like 20 weeks in. I know you've done a lot as well, which is amazing. It's admirable and exercising in pregnancy is going to do you more good than any harm mentally as well as physically. Um, and studies show that as well. And I think it allows you to appreciate your body more, just to move rather than feeling like you're just getting bigger, you know. Um, but also as well, really sort of accept that your body's doing an incredible thing, like you're growing a human inside you, which is just like, it's mind-boggling, isn't it? And the strength and the pain that your body go through to get this human out is something that's just incredible and then this little life comes to you that you're responsible for like that that child has to breathe from the minute it wakes up and all throughout the night because of you like you're responsible for that and you've got to be proud of you you've got to look after you and you've got to make sure you've got the energy to do that and then postpartum when you feel ready just just start by walking like a lot of people go oh maybe i'll wait till my check but you can still walk like just by getting some fresh air with a pram just get out there start moving again don't put pressure on yourself to snap back um like i said before you need to view your postpartum as a new chapter like not comparing to who you was before what you did before everything changes routine um goals time view it as a new stage and sort of be proud of where you was at but be even more proud of what you can create um and through social media really really quickly come back to social media i think something that you've proven um it was last week maybe the week before i had a guest on who said don't compare your previous who you were in performance aesthetic etc because you your body is different now but it doesn't mean you can't be better yeah. and you've proven that I've yeah Jordan, you know like we, we all think that a lot of women think oh now i've had a baby we could meet women that have got children that are five plus and they're still saying oh i'm still carrying my baby yeah or you know yeah, oh, yeah. i've had children and they're using that I hate to say it but as a bit of an excuse as to why they oh yeah themselves <clears throat> go, both you know with in terms of being healthy and fit but also the way that they look and i think something that i'm holding on to um, and have been inspired by so many seeing someone like yourself going from somewhere of a really tricky place with your health and struggling with the variety of of those um, symptoms of that to now saying that you are the strongest the fittest that you have ever been and you've had two children so it's also not Mm -hmm. to give up and thinking that you know just because you're starting a new journey and you're not comparing to where you once were doesn't mean you can't get past that and and actually be better and stronger and fitter than you ever have been yeah definitely and you just said that and that's what I was going to say like be proud of where you was at don't compare yourself to where you was at and think oh I want to get back to that like use it as an option to be even better because I didn't think I could I just thought you know what maybe this is what I've got to do now but now I'm 
better than before and that is such an amazing feeling especially after having children as well and you should be proud of your body to be able to do that mm-hmm. um and and everyone's journey is completely different and it's just down to you making that that change you know i was just going to say that with social media like it's it's obviously for myself and you it's great for business to reach out and help other people but if you're someone that sits there like as a general person and scrolls and scrolls and scrolls and compares yourself like that is a route that you need to detach yourself from because it will protect your head from from wobbling and making sure that the content that you do follow is making you feel good and inspiring you rather than you comparing like it's horrible to look at something and go oh I wish I was like that or I hate to have that like you need to look at something or someone that you follow and be inspired to look at it and go right I'm going to do this properly now and make a change and when you start doing that in all pillars of your life it all adds up doesn't it yeah completely that's amazing well I've taken up a lot of your time. Thank you so much for sharing. No, it's a pleasure. Of, a lot of women will agree. Um, you know, we're, we're here to talk mostly about training and performance sport, but I think it's an element of what women go through when we exercise is things that we overlook, like the importance of hormones and what that then ultimately mm-hmm. means for us our performance in the future and and also our also our ability to be able to have children. Um, I think it's so important to be honest about those things and, and I know you've already said that you've, um, you get a lot of women contact you saying thank you for sharing so again thank you for sharing to hopefully a different community and, and um, I hope that you continue to be as honest as you are because I think it's so important oh. in the industry when there is okay. so much unfortunately um, like you said um I suppose fake news and only sharing elements of of people's lives to portray this perfect reality when in fact sharing our lows and sharing our um, hardships is something that is truly helpful to most other people so yeah thank you so much for sharing oh no you're welcome I just think like to to end as well is that as a mum especially if you have battled demons with food training for a long period it's such an exhausting cycle and when you become a mum you've just got to go do you know what I'm fed up with this cycle I want to do this for my child now and be healthy and do it the right way and that means stop doing the fads stop doing like the latest trends and just do it to be healthy and the byproducts of which you've said is is looking good because when you do it properly the, the byproduct of it is looking good because you've done it properly that's going to obviously be sustainable long term rather than yo-yoing up and down that you've previously done so um no thank you for having me it's been a pleasure it's been lovely to talk to you and i, I wish you best of luck because it could happen any day so i'm gonna be late but we'll see yeah but it could be any time but no honestly thank you sound you very, very calm <laughs> I, I, you know, i'm i'm feeling really relaxed about it i like good, you good. i can't complain i've had a, a really you know there's been a couple of things which i think is inevitable being pregnant but mm. you know i can't complain i'm i'm really informed i i have really enjoyed the experience good. i'm really in- yeah. excited about what's to come um i am really grateful to speak to lots of women like you have already been through 
the ups and downs of um, pregnancy and having children to be able to learn from. So I, I feel yeah. really empowered by everyone and, and chill. So we'll just see. Ah. I, might not, I might not be so chill in the labour. <laughs> Next week. Um, yeah, or when, when baby's here and I'm thinking, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? I've got to actually keep this baby mm. alive. But we'll see. Yeah. It's all part of the process, hey. But, That's all right. I'm um, three years in and I still don't know most days, so it's all good. <laughs> that that makes yeah. I will put all of Jordan's information in the episode notes. So if you want to get in touch, you want to check out what Jordan does, Body by JR, all of the above, then you can get um, all of the socials and everything in the episode notes. And I'm sure Jordan would be more than happy if you wanted to reach out with any questions Definitely. about her. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Well. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much again. And um, it was such a lovely opportunity to catch up after so long. So thank you. I know. No, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And like I say, good luck. I look forward to seeing baby's arrival and um, wish you all the best. Cheers, Jordan. Thank you. So that was Jordan. What an inspiring conversation. And I hope that once again, although we may have veered from the general topic of training in pregnancy, how important it is to share these moments and these struggles and to show that we can come out of it stronger, fitter, more capable, and not just physically, but also mentally too. Jordan went through so much and I've followed her journey from the very beginning of when we met back in 2014 and and to feel so empowered that if she can do it, then so can I. I think it's just another another example of a woman being incredibly strong and capable and showing the world that you don't need to give up when you come up against these difficulties and struggles. So ladies, if you would like to perhaps get in touch with me and share any of your personal struggles or if you have any questions um, or you just want to say hi then please do we love love to hear from you um, you can contact me directly on email at info at mishapt.com all the socials for myself and the podcast are also in the episode notes so feel free to slide into the dms too but for now thanks again for listening i'll be back soon don't know when but it will be soon and you guys take care bye